Hey everybody, welcome to Drive-Thru Review 520. Today we're going to take a look at Dungeon Busters. Uh, this is being brought over to the United States by Mayday Games. It's originally a Korean uh, published game from Dive Dice. Uh, so this will be out at Gen Con and around about that time as well elsewhere. Uh, this is a very light kind of filler game uh, where players have identical sets of cards that they're going to be playing. They just have numeric values. And then you're kind of bidding on treasure, trying to fight off monsters and add different kind of power values to uh, kind of this changing treasure pool. So let's jump into the mechanics. They're really simple and then I'll tell you what I think about it. Okay here you can see all the components that you get in the game. I will note that the basic game or the standard game comes with these cardboard chits for the different gems. The publisher Mayday has a little gem pack you can get that has these sort of nicer crystal, crystal looking acrylic gems there. And so the idea is to collect the most of these gems. But let's talk about the scoring actually first, and then we'll talk about the mechanics. So to start the game, you actually, each of you are going to get one of the three different types of gem. We've got red, yellow, and blue. And so at the end of the game, each gem is worth one point. However, for each set that you have, so one of each type, you get three points. So this is worth six points. One, two, three, plus three for having one of each. So if you had multiple sets, they'd each be worth six. The other thing that you're trying to score at the end of the game is have the most of a particular color. So if I had the most blues, let's say I had three blues and that was the most, which is possible, but not usually, <laughs> uh, then you get an extra three points for having the most blues. If there's a tie for the most, then nobody gets any points for that. And that, uh, that is a rule change from the Korean edition. If you've played that one, it didn't have the rule where you score for the most of a certain color. So like I said, everybody gets one of each. And then you're going to play the game over a different number of rounds. Now one player is going to randomly get this little start player marker. They're kind of the leader of this party of adventurers that are going into the dungeon. That will stay with them for the remainder of the game. And then you have one, two, three decks of dungeon cards. Now no matter the number of players, you're going to shuffle this up. You're going to remove one card out of the game without looking at it. And you're going to do that for each of these decks. And then you're going to flip over the first card. And so the first thing that we're going to encounter here is a Chimera. There's a couple of things to notice. You can see it's got a strength of 14. And then I'll explain this in a little bit more detail, but it's sort of first place gets two reds, second place gets a yellow, and then third place gets a blue. It's not quite like that, but let's explain how a round actually works. Now each player will choose a class or character so that you can see so you can choose the mage here and depending on the number of players you're going to take out uh, certain cards. So if you're playing with three players everybody will remove the one card from their deck. If you're playing with four or five players you remove the seven card from the deck. Uh, so let's just take that out and then everybody has again the identical uh, set of cards and then for each dungeon monster that comes up everybody's going to take a card and then we're going to put it face down and then everybody is going to reveal them simultaneously. So I did this completely randomly. And so then we're going to take a look. So now we've got here 12, 13. 6 plus 6 is 12, plus 13, which is not enough to equal 14. So let's say uh, the blue player wasn't stingy and he had this would equal 14. However, there's a couple of rules with that. If the players ever play the same card, this cancels each other out. So these are considered basically zero. So anybody that plays the same card as another player, and this can happen more often with more players obviously, then you will cancel that and it will be a zero. However, let's say the yellow player here played a seven instead. So we had a six, a seven, and a tw two, and this will be 15. So this is enough to equal or be greater than the Chimera. Now in this case, 
uh, we have enough to beat it. So whoever played the lowest card, however, gets this extra special reward. So in this case, blue would get two red gems and that would go into their supply. And then second place is moving up from the lowest would be red. They would get a yellow and then third place would get a blue. And then you would go on to the next card. And so the next one here would be a mimic. And you can see here, we need at least a strength of 10. And first place gets one of each, which could be very tasty. And then second place would get a blue. So what happens though, if you don't beat it? So for example, let's say uh, we played it like so. So these two sixes, they cancel each other out. Well, the total in this case is only two because these are zero and this is two. And in this case, we need 10. So what happens in a case where you don't have enough to meet it is each player who played the lowest card, in that case, it's only blue because he played a two. And then they have to take the gem that they have the most of. So let's say uh, blue had three yellows and then, then one of each other gem. They would take the one that they have the most of and then they would put that on the spoil. So they would get sort of penalized for contributing the least and we didn't succeed. So you can see this is sort of a balance between, oh, I wanna go in really low because I wanna get usually that first reward uh, because it's a little bit better. Uh, but I don't want to go too low because, you know, then if we don't succeed, then I might be one of the people putting in gems here. And so you're going to do that for the next card. In this case, this will be a very low one. This will be a value of four, but you only get one blue gem out of it. And then we do the final card for this particular dungeon. So we've got a skeleton here, seven and so on. So as players are playing their cards, each of these rounds, they're going to leave the cards face up like so. And then once after we do the fourth card, then we're going to pick up all the cards back into our hand and then we're going to go back into level two and these don't necessarily get harder it's just kind of a reset of the spread and so here we can see this is a five and you only get one uh, so every basically every four cards you're going to pick up the cards that you've already played and then have a chance to have all the cards at your disposal to play again now if somebody wins uh, in this case, let's say there were some gems here from previous rounds. Let's say we had a bunch of blues and yellows here. And then this one you think, oh, well, it's not going to be that valuable because there's only going to be the one red gem. However, if there were a bunch of losses right before this, this is going to fill up with gems. So this is going to be actually very valuable because on top of this, players will be able to gather from the spoils, whatever's on here. And the way that that works is if you succeeded and defeating whatever the current monster is, then again, whoever has the lowest is going to get first choice of the gem. So they'll take and take that gem. And then the second lowest will take another gem and then on and around. Now, if you were ever eliminated because you played the identical card, so if yellow and red had both played sixes, so they had zero, they don't get to get anything, obviously, because they're at zero. They don't get anything from this card or from the spoils. So in this case, it could be very feasible, you know, that uh, maybe these two players, this is an example play, they each play a six, and then blue plays a five all by themselves. And so these two cancel each other out, and then the five here is enough to beat that by itself. So they would take the red gem plus everything that was on the spoils of that, he was the only one in play there. So there's a kind of balancing act between, you know, using your really good, quote unquote, low cards to steal when the pot is big, you know, when you get a nice, a monster like this mimic here who's going to give you you know one of each which is six points or when this kind of builds up and maybe you collect a whole bunch of a certain kind so that is the game you play through let's see four 12 rounds because uh, there's going to be four cards in each you always take one out of this deck so you don't know exactly what's in there
and then again whoever has the most points at the end is going to get uh they'll be the winner okay so that is dungeon busters as you can see it's very simple You're, there's a lot of kind of guessing you could say with this you know okay do, am i going to play the two well billy and francesca they haven't played their two yet so i've got to be very careful because the chances that i clash with them on that number is pretty high but if the example was billy and francesca had both played their twos then i'm safe with the two uh, so at that point, you can kind of get into a little bit of the metagame because you can try to sabotage it and say, okay, well, he th we know Joel's going to play the two, so you know we're going to try to play the same card. You could have some collusion uh, with that to sort of sabotage it, and so I played the low card even though you guys played a higher sixes that were the matching one, and then that would force me to give up my gems. Uh, the rule with, that we play with that approach is that there's no discussion uh, about the number but you can say you can you could say okay well we both know we have the four five and six you know that kind of stuff so that's the only kind of real wonky thing but that's just going to be group dependent i mean to me that would be cheating uh and i could see because there's nothing that i could do about it as the player with the two so uh we would say there's no discussion about the cards that you play and you, they just have to sort of guess that they would play the same card to try to sabotage it um that came up one time <laughs> because it was a really tight game and we'd played it a bunch of times and we we're getting kind of cutthroat with it uh so uh, but it's really neat because it is simple but you have that kind of thing so if like the low guy comes out here and he just gives you the one red gem it's like well i'm gonna throw away my seven because you know i want to keep the low cards to try to stay involved but if you have two people thinking like that they're both gonna bail out on it so again the other player who plays the low card might have to give up all their gems because you couldn't even beat the lowly five you know defense creature so <laughs> it's kind of a mind game thing um, and then as you sort of start to see the cards that are played you start to guess that you get like a 50 50 shot does a three work or does a four work that kind of stuff um, so it's pretty fun and it's it's cool to see kind of the pot change a little bit i played a couple of games like this uh raj it was a very old game don't go look for it um, but it's kind of like this where you have this sort of depleting knowable uh, set of cards that you're using to kind of bid um, high society is another one by reiner knizia which i would recommend that one uh, raj i like too but raj you can't find and you probably maybe spend too much money on it and then uh 12 days of christmas and eggs and empires another couple games like that this is cool. I think this adds something a little, you know, different, a little slight twist on this kind of game, which I, I tend to enjoy. I like the sort of surprise of it. You know, oh, we played the same card, you know, crap. We, now we both have to put in a whole bunch of gems. And now the next pot's going to be huge. And, you know, you've got to sort of play around that. They're really quick games. They're like 10, 15 minute games. Uh, but you can play it several times in an hour if you really want to. Um, so I like this style of game with sort of deduction, sort of guessing kind of thing. Uh, so I would recommend it. It's certainly nothing home to write about in terms of strategy, but it is a very nice, fun filler, and these extra gems do make it kind of fun to play, too. So that is Dungeon Busters, and check it out at Gen Con if you are going there. Thanks. <laughs>